I heard it with my own ears. He said, in just a few days' time, I'm going to be handed over to be crucified. Crucifixion? A criminal's death? The cruelest and most degrading way to execute a man. Well, he'd said such things before, of course. He told us he must go to Jerusalem and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. We didn't want to believe it. Peter had tried to talk him out of it. But this time, it sounded real and very near. So there was a strange atmosphere as we gathered with Jesus and his friends around the meal table at our home in Bethany, just two two miles down the road from Jerusalem. Reclining there was our brother Lazarus, who had died, but Jesus had brought him back to life. And reclining there too was Jesus. Alive, but he kept telling us, soon to die. And there and then, in the middle of supper, I made up my mind. Now or never. I asked myself, what's the most precious thing that I have? I have one thing that is almost priceless. A family heirloom, a jar of perfume that's come all the way from India. So I picked it up and approached Jesus. I broke open the jar and I emptied it all over his head, his body and his feet. And then I knelt at his feet and I wiped them with my hair. No chance of keeping it secret. The whole house was filled with the sweet-smelling fragrance. But then I heard a howl of disapproval. Judas was the first to speak up. What a waste! That's a year's wages poured away. Think of all the money we could have raised and given to the poor. Oh, imagine how I felt. I didn't know how to answer him. But Jesus did. Quietly, gently, firmly, he said, there are some things like giving to the poor that can be done at any time. But there are other things that can only be done once at some special moment. She has done a beautiful thing. Why did I do it? Well, for one thing, I simply wanted to express my love. Had he not befriended me and my sister Martha and our brother Lazarus? 
Had he not graced our home as an honoured guest, filling it with the most loving words and actions? Had he not restored Lazarus to life? Now, he was going to give his very life. How could I not love him, who had shown such love towards us? For another thing, I wanted to serve him in some way. It felt right to use what was most honourable, my hair, to wipe what was most lowly, his feet. Before long, he would be showing us that cleaning other people's dirty feet is exactly what he would do for us and what he wants us to do for one another. And don't you remember that he once said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Here's one more reason why I did it. When he talked about being executed as a criminal, I thought, he won't even get a decent send-off. And he put my thoughts into words. When she poured perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Goodness, the room was very quiet when he said that. But yes, I can see it now. I had anointed his whole body from his head to his feet. In fact... I had not merely anointed him. I had embalmed him. As you can imagine, everything seemed very bleak at that time. What with all this talk about death and burial, it seemed that everything was spinning out of control. Everything we'd hoped for would be lost. Evil had the upper hand. Wickedness would do its worst. And yet he strode on. He would often say, I must do this, or I must do that. He knew that he must be in that place, Jerusalem, at that time, Passover. Even the treacherous plot of Judas to betray him could only bring about good. Even the terrible decision of the chief priests to kill him could only serve God's plan. You know, there's one more thing that Jesus said around that dinner table. Peter must have heard it too and told Mark, who then wrote it down, The master said this, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what Mary has done will also be told in memory of her. Isn't that amazing? Somehow, 
his death would not be the end. There would be good news to be shared. There would be a world to be reached. There would be a wonderful story to be told. And as that big story is told in every place and generation, so my little story is remembered too. And I learned that nothing done for Jesus is ever wasted or forgotten. So, let me ask you, what would you have done if you'd been me? What will you do here and now? Will you join me in giving your best in offering to Jesus what you treasure most? Are you willing, as I was, to risk the misunderstanding, the resentment, the disapproval of the others in the room? Happy to know the Master's approval. Well, how do you feel about it? What do you think? What will you do? Lord Jesus, when I consider your goodness, your truthfulness, your sacrifice... When I think that you came down from heaven and walked this earth and gave up your life for me. When I reflect that at this very moment you live in those who belong to you and they live in you. Then I feel it to be not only a duty and a responsibility, but a privilege and a joy to love you as you first loved me to tell what you have done for me, to give as you have given to me. That the world might know this good news and believe, trust and serve. And that I might know that nothing done for you is ever wasted or forgotten.